0: Every week, Northern California homeowners like you turn to Ask the Contractors for the best products, information, and specialists to complete their home improvement projects. Now with more than 35 years of contracting experience locally, here's your host of Ask the Contractors, Todd Byrd. Hey, hey, there you are. Welcome, everyone, to askthecontractors.com, your source for local home improvement pros. This is where we cut through it all and nail things down. How's everyone doing out there today? I'm your host, Todd Bird. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for being with us. How's your Sunday going? Everyone doing okay out there? Staying cool? Are you like me? Did you wake up uh, the last couple of days and have ash all over your car? I'm getting kind of tired of that. I mean, it just kind of stops us from doing what we normally do outside because you you know you don't want to breathe all that stuff. So I hope all of you are taking precautions to keep your place safe. Hey, again, thanks for joining us, everyone. Check us out on our website, askthecontractors.com. Go to askthecontractors.com. There is so much information there. If you're remodeling your home or you need some professional advice, that's the website you want to go to, askthecontractors.com. We use trusted home improvement pros that we endorse by searching our directory of contractors. Hey, like Jeremiah Pools, Ace Kitchen. How about American Home Energy? Platinum construction and development. You need some remodeling done on your home? How about Paul Reeves? Hey, you want to sell your home? Myesha Perry. All these people are on our website. These are the people I trust. And I got news for you, folks. Not everyone makes it on that website. We check them out. If I sense that they're not going to give you the top-notch quality product that you need, that you desire, that you deserve, then they're not on my website. I I want you to understand that. I've been in the business for well over 30 years. I've been a contractor. I'm an active contractor. I still remodel. I love tearing apart people's homes. These are the same people I use as subcontractors and as contractors to help me through my remodeling uh, projects here in the greater Sacramento area. I love these people. I stand by them. You can also. Hey, do you have a question for me? Do you have a renovation question, a question about your home? I would love to answer it. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to reach out to one of my professionals on our askthecontractors.com uh, website, and we're going to find the right solution, the right answer for your question. So if you have a question, send it to me at askthecontractors.com. We will answer your question right here on the air. And, and I've always said this, if the question is is interesting enough, I might even put you on the air we could talk about your renovation projects. I love talking about that. It's something that's been my passion for for coming up on 40 years. I say I started my company in 1979, 1980 and here it is 40 years later already and I love talking about homes. And so do you. That's the place where you live. That's the place where you take your clothes off every night. That's the place where you raised your family. That's the place where you have your garden. That's the place that you stand there and look at your lawn and say, oh man, that looks so beautiful. And your garden, your flower beds and your roses and all those projects that you do around the house that you step back and go, wow, I did it. That looks really good. I'm so glad I improved my home. So hey, how about we dive into some news? We've got lots of fun stuff coming up on this show today. So again, thanks for staying with us. Hey, I want to start by talking about as home sales fall, more look to remodeling. Small contractors whose success is tied to the remodeling business are looking healthy even as home sales drop. Two reports last week showed that ho- the housing market is weakening. I could tell you why. There's no inventory. The National Association of, of Realtors said sales of existing homes fell for the third straight month during June. Now, there's a couple reasons for that, and I'll explain this as I'm going through it. People are going back to school. A lot of families who who would love to buy a home, they start saying, oh, gosh, kids are going to start school here pretty soon. We just don't have the energy to make a move at this point. And in some cases, it means the kids switching schools. So I think that's that's a big factor in there, along with what I just said inventory inventories down. So it makes it very, very difficult to go out and buy something that maybe is better. I mean, the whole reason you sell is, well, two reasons, one to to buy up because your family is growing and you want something a little bigger, more room, or because the family's gone and now we're going to scale ourselves down and we're going to sell that big monstrosity and go back to a, a smaller home because it's just now mom and dad. A report released last month by Harvard University sees a strong home remodeling market through the middle of 2019. A trend that benefits contractors, painters, landscapers, and it goes on. It's so much more than just that. I mean, I've always told you that when it comes to remodeling, take take a simple bathroom remodel. Think about all the trades that are involved in doing that remodel. I mean, you have demo, you have plumbing, you have electrical. You have cabinetry, you have countertops, you have flooring, uh, you have appliances, all the uh, painters, drywall. I mean, it goes on. All these people are put to work just by that one little project. Now, times that by, you know, a billion projects that people are going to be doing here in the next year. Because, again, finding somewhere to move into and buying another home is is. Very, very difficult right now. So I think people are just pulling the throttle back and say, hey, let's fix up what we have. So the center forecasts that homeowner spending on home improvements and repairs will rise at an annual rate of 7.5% over the next four quarters, up from 6.6% during the previous year. That I think that's overall bad news if you want to buy a house, good news if you want to remodel. And then how's this? How about this? I'm going to pick on Lowe's here for a minute. Uh, Will Mega, this is his name, Will Mega, spent a lot of money and asked a lot of questions at Lowe's over the Memorial Day weekend. One was questioning Lowe's practice of requiring customers to show the receipt at the exit of the home improvements chain in their West Philadelphia store. He wondered if Lowe's employees clearly saw him purchase his items at the cashier's station, why would he be required to show his receipt when leaving only a few feet away? Were receipts checked at every loaves, or was it just this one? Uh, Not only was the practice an inconvenience, but it was racially profiling if the customers who patronized the particular store, that particular store, were overwhelmingly African American. I'm not buying into that, but let's say for the sake of arguing, he's right uh, that that African Americans were targeted. I'm kind of getting tired in society of hearing that and using that as a crutch, or or because I'm I'm going to tell you, I'd left a uh, a Walmart. I was in buying some appliances, a toaster oven to be exact. I'm a white male. I walked out of the store, and yes, I had to show my receipt, and I was just a few feet away from where I had bought it. It was clearly they saw me buy it. I'm walking out, I showed my receipt, I didn't think anything of it, walked through the door after showing my receipt, went to my car and went home. So anyways, that's my feeling on it, and I don't think anyone was exempt from showing the receipt, no matter what color they were. His experience, however, and the subsequent videotaping of his confrontation with the West Philadelphia store manager, that sends up red flags right there, confrontation may lead Lowe's to change its practice by checking receipts at the stores it has designated high theft. In a statement, Lowe's confirmed that Mr. Mega's experience had compelled us to review how we verify customers' purchases and evaluate similar practices across the retail industry. Lowe's said it has contacted Mega to understand more about his experience and continue dialogue. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be offended if you're leaving a store and they ask to see your receipt. There's a lot of people out there, folks, that want to steal, okay? They have glue on their fingers, and if they can get away with it, they're going to do it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story that happened not too long ago here in Sacramento at Bel Air, where I shop every day. In fact, when I die, they're going to name one of the aisles after me. That's how much money I spend there every day hopefully it'll be the liquor aisle that's that's not the produce i want the liquor aisle you know this aisle brought to you by todd bird or something i don't know i'm standing there and talking to a good friend of mine uh dave kids had all gone to school together and we've known each other for many many moons we're standing there and all of a sudden three guys come in i'm not going to tell you their color rate i'm not going to go there They walk in, they grab a basket, they go right to the liquor aisle, they load up a bunch of liquor, and then right out the front door in front of everyone. Now, 20 years ago, I might have chased them and jumped on them or something, but I'm an old man, I'm 58, I'm not going to go chase anyone and and beat them up. That that and I'd probably get sued for it and they'd win. However, I asked the manager, I go, did you see that? He goes, yeah, I saw it. I said, what are you going to do? And he goes, nothing. I said, we are instructed that if someone comes into the store and steals something that you'd let them go, it's not worth one of us getting hurt or them turning around and saying, oh, oh, I forgot to pay. Oh, I I meant to pay. I'm going to come back in and then the store chain gets sued. So it's a crazy world out there. But do not think people go. And I'm not saying Mr. Mega was out to steal something. I don't think that at all. But don't think there are, there's not those type of people out there that go into stores and if they think they can get away with a a bit or some screws or something they could put in their pocket, I mean that's just, you know, we we live in a world where there are thieves. So, anyways, that's my soapbox for the day. Uh let's see, what else we have here? Oh, I love this one. Fixer Upper, the um, home improvement show. Fixer Upper, find 40 thousand dollars by the EPA for lead violations. Have you ever watched the episode of Fixer Upper? This is in Waco, Texas. I believe this happens. I guess they don't have lead paint in Texas is the question. You're not alone. One such viewer happened to be an EPA employee and now the Chip and Jonah gains are on the hook. You ready for this? I said it. Forty thousand dollars in lead paint violation penalties. The EPA reviewed Footage, video footage of several seasons of Fixer Upper and found that in 33 of the Waco, Texas Home Renovation Show, it did not depict the lead-safe work practices normally required, according to the agency's website. This week, the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, announced that it had settled with Chip and Jonah Gaines Company for violating rules related to lead-based paint. If you live in a home that was built before 1978, okay, 1978, chances are that you have lead paint. It's seven out of 10 chances you have high levels of lead. And of course it goes higher, the older the home. If it remains undisturbed, uh, this is under layers of paint over the years, like in the fab forties where people paint and more people paint and it's absolutely no harm. But if you're planning on sanding and tearing things out and putting that stuff in the air, you have to contain it. It's very, very important. You have to contain. You have to put barricades up. You, when you sand, you have to have respirators on. And I'm not, I'm not talking about those little white masks on your face. Those, those, those help to some degree, but you need a respirator on those. You got to take precautions if you're going to do a remodel, and especially if you're going to be on a show where the EPA or a person from the EPA might be watching you. So. Anyways, how's everyone doing out there? I'm your host, Todd Bird. Hey, check us out on our website, askthecontractors.com. This is where we use trusted home improvement pros that we endorse by searching our directory of contractors if you're looking for a project, these are the pros that I use. I want to talk about something that everyone within my listenership knows about, and that is these terrible, terrible fires in Northern California. I I mean, if you woke up any given morning this last week, you had just white gook all over your car. I mean, even though we're probably in some cases, hundreds of miles away from some of these fires, it is just flooding this valley and it's not good. And and, and I've told you this on last week's show, stay inside, stay safe, and don't be breathing this stuff. So anyways, hey, here's an update. Seven people have been killed and more than 1,000 homes. That's 1,000 homes have been destroyed in the recent California wildfires in Redding, California. And even more have been lost in Northern California and Southern California wildfires so far this year. It's becoming an all-too-familiar story for California residents where in the past few years, increasingly destructive wildfires have claimed lives, reduced communities to nothing, and uh, it's it's not good. I thought it'd be a really good idea to bring an expert on today to talk about the real estate world, how these, this loss of homes... Uh, is going to affect mainly Northern California. Because don't forget, folks, we've lost 7,000 homes in Santa Rosa. We just lost another 1,000 up in the Redding area. It's not good for our economy initially. Maybe when we start rebuilding, if we're able to uh, in these areas, it might be good. But bringing this all to light, I have Daniel Hale, who is the chief economist for Realtor.com, a real estate website investigating to see how this type of disaster affects home prices. Welcome to the show, Danielle.
1: Good to talk to you, Todd. No,
0: thank you so much for being on and taking the time to talk to us about this. What can we expect? It, it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel with all this fire and devastation. What What are you calculating on your side of the fence?
1: I'm sure it's a really exhausting thing for homeowners in the area to live through. Not only are you uh, worried about how your home is going to fare, but then you know, thinking about if it does make it through, thinking about how to put the pieces back together and thinking about, you know, whether your neighborhood is the same. So it's a really difficult and emotional time. But we took a look at what the numbers look like. You know, real estate is incredibly important uh, to the Northern California market. We, we drilled down a little bit into what we found for the car fire. Um, Shasta County, California, which is where that fire is currently burning, the total value of residential real estate in Shasta County is $12.8 billion. So that's a lot of economic value that's tied up in the value of residential properties. Uh, So we're talking about a pretty big market and then drilling down and looking, as you mentioned, over a thousand residential properties have burned. It's not a huge chunk of the existing properties in that market, about 2%, but it's still going to have an outsized effect on the uh, real estate market in that area. Prices are likely to actually go up for homes that haven't been damaged uh, because people who have lost their homes need to figure out somewhere to live in the short term. And as they're trying to relocate, that has the tendency to drive prices up.
0: So when you calculate these disasters with a thousand, let's use the thousand homes that have just been destroyed. That has to affect a community such ways as realtors are not Selling homes, which means commissions are not being generated. Escrow companies are not getting those escrows, so that money is not being generated. Home inspections, roof inspections, termite companies, their money and profits are not being generated. Contractors to do the repairs after these inspections are done. And then the lending institutions, those too are going to be affected just by the the simple fact that these homes burn. So it's a ripple effect through the economy overall, correct?
1: Yeah, that's true. So the disruption does tend to touch all aspects of a a local market. And that's one of the things that can make it a little bit difficult to rebuild because it's such a far reaching disruption.
0: Not to mention, uh, let's say a thousand homes. I mean, it just, uh, losing a home affects so much. And so you have a pretty big job calculating all this.
1: Yeah, that's true. So um, we try to make all things home simple and efficient at Realtor.com. And so Our research is primarily focused on what different economic variables mean for what's going on in the housing market, what's happening with inventory trends. Um, But we also take a look at things that touch on the housing market, and these fires, as you've noted, have a huge impact on the local housing economy and thus on the economy more broadly speaking.
0: These are the most recent homes that have burned in Northern California. It's been seven or eight months since the Napa fires uh, have occurred. What type of studies have been done thus far seven months after the fact?
1: You know, um, one of the interesting things after the Napa fire is that we saw, as we would expect to see, listing prices started to go up because you know, homes are a little bit scarce after so many of them have been destroyed. But more recently, in the last few months, we've started to see prices fall in that area. And that has to do likely with the fact that Folks are maybe thinking about whether or not they want to stay in the area long-term and maybe deciding that they want to go elsewhere. So we're seeing a little bit of a decline in prices from a year ago.
0: Hey, again, everyone, we're talking to Daniel Hale, who's the chief economist for Realtor.com. Now, what about those who just simply don't want to come back and, and are maybe unable to come back? I've heard that some areas, they're not allowing building to take place in what used to be a neighborhood.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So I I had not heard that. So we have not evaluated that, but um, that's something that we should look into. Um, But yes, you know, if areas are off limits to future building, you know, that can be frustrating for current owners. um, But one possible benefit is that it can diminish the risk to the community in the future, especially in areas that are prone to these types of wildfires.
0: So, um, In a perfect world, we'd have plenty of labor to do all the reconstruction that needs to be done. Have you touched upon that? Because California is experiencing a a shortage. I mean, a lack of workers to no end. I mean, something in my 40-year career I've never seen before.
1: That's one of the things that's been driving the overall inventory shortage of homes. As you know, uh, in many markets across the country, we've seen that there are not enough homes available for sale for people who are interested in buying. And because of that, labor shortage, among other things, we've seen prices rise pretty dramatically. So that makes it difficult for people to get into the housing market. And an event like this just exacerbates those existing shortages because you're losing homes. uh, And so, Not only is the market maybe not meeting its current demand, but now you have additional demand from people who are going to need to rebuild. So it does sort of compound the problems that we were already seeing in the market.
0: When a home is devastated and gone, and let's take a whole neighborhood. Let's take the 7,000 homes in Santa Rosa. What happens to property taxes that are no longer being generated for fire departments, police departments, schools, Parks, uh, all the things that it takes to build a community, is fed off the off the tax revenue of the home. How is that going to affect uh, uh, these areas long term?
1: Yeah, that's true. So a lot of areas have property tax relief for owners who are um, experiencing a loss from these wild wildfires, which is great for the individual owners, but obviously a tricky thing for the local governments because that funding is vital to the public infrastructure that you mentioned. Um, so a lot of local governments have rainy day funds that they can dip into to help offset and get them through these difficult times. Um, but in the long run, uh, the local governments have a strong interest in rebuilding and helping people rebuild that community so that you know they can rebuild the infrastructure and make sure that they can fund the existing infrastructure.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that because that rainy, rainy day fund you're talking about is for short-term, probably Band-Aids. This is going to be long term. And it'll be interesting to see how these communities uh, communities um, uh, deal with that. Hey, Danielle Hale, Chief Economist for Realtor.com. Thank you so much for being on with uh, with us today. And uh, we look forward to speaking with uh, to you again. Okay, Danielle?
1: Thanks, Todd.
0: Yeah, that's fairly interesting. In fact, I hope she digs into it because it, it's, it's going to be very curious to me, as it should be for you, on that many homes going down, uh, seven thousand in in Santa Rosa, a thousand up in the uh, in the Redding Red Bluff area. Those taxes are not going to be paid on those homes. I mean, there's no home to pay taxes on. And what is the responsibility of the homeowner? Do do they have to start, you know, or keep sending a check in on a home that's been destroyed? Uh, does the insurance companies take care of that tax uh, bill that uh, that's going to still be owed on that house? Possibly. It's going to be interesting to see how that all all figures out because um, I can't quite get my mind around it. I do know that property taxes are the that's it's the fuel for communities and like i like i was saying to uh, danielle hale your police department depends on it fire department depends on it parks and recreation your schools your local schools you know your property taxes go to schools that keep kids in there and pay the teachers and administrators and just so many things are connected to our property taxes and if those are not being generated man, I'll tell you, we have a huge, huge problem coming up and I don't know what's going to offset that money to keep everyone employed. So uh, if you have a reaction to this, you would like to send me a question, you want to explore this, maybe you have some answers that we just haven't figured out yet. I would love to hear from you. Send uh, your question to askthecontractors.com. Send it to me, Todd Bird. I will answer your question or we'll explore that question together. Because I think there's going to be a bunch of questions coming up uh, in relationship to these fires in the very, very near future. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have some flooring questions about epoxy coming up in our next segment. So don't go anywhere. I'd like to answer this question. I'm Todd Bird. Stay put. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about Authority Heating and Air. For nearly 30 years, Dave Campbell and his sons have built their reputation on reliable service and custom heating and air installations across Northern California. Hi, everyone. I'm Todd Bird. Whether it's a small home or your custom castle, Authority Heating and Air Conditioning Industries certified HVAC technicians will work with you to find solutions for your heating and cooling needs and to give you relief from the scorching summer temperatures. Authority Heating and Air Conditioning is offering a $49 summer tune-up special, clean, calibrate, and achieve peak performance before our hot Sacramento summer ends. Call Dave and his sons for the highest quality parts and best trained technicians. And they're 100 percent satisfaction guaranteed. Endorsed by me, Todd Bird and AskTheContractors.com. Authority Heating and Air Conditioning, family friendly and serving the Sacramento region since 1990. I trust Authority Heating and Air on all of my job sites. 916 474-9916 that's 916-474-9916 or go to com for our $49 summer tune-up special that's com. wow we're flying on all four gears today baby hey you're listening to Ask the Contractors .com your source for local home improvement pros folks this is where we cut through it all and nail things down thanks for staying with us everyone i'm your host Todd Bird hey check us out on our website askthecontractors.com use our trusted home improvement pros that we endorse by searching our directory of contractors You want to give these folks a buzz because I'll tell you, these are the people I use in the industry. I've been a contractor for well over 30 years. I know what I'm talking about, folks. If they're on our website... These people know what they're talking about. They're the people I use in my business. And again, I'm an active contractor. I'm out on the job sites every day doing what I need to do to make homes really, really pretty. And I'm a good contractor because I use the people on my website. I want to jump into a question here that Kenny has from Vacaville. And uh, I'm going to go in a lot of different directions with this question because I think it's a fun question. Here's the question. I recently finished a room addition that included a second garage area. This is a space I plan to use as my man cave and custom car workshop because of the roll-up door. That makes sense. That makes sense, Kenny. I'm glad you're doing that. Here's his question. Regarding epoxy flooring, are there different types of epoxy floors? In other words, are some recommended for light workshop use versus heavy-duty garage maintenance use. Well, Kenny, let me tell you something. First off, garages are becoming a part of the home. They used to be a place where you just park your car and that's it. You go in the house, you put the groceries down, and you don't see that garage again until the next day when you get in your car and pull it out of your driveway. No. Houses now that are being built, if you notice, Kenny, they're being built sheetrocked and insulated with insulated garage doors. They are a room in the house they're becoming so popular and so important. It's a part of the family now. You see cabinets out in those garages. It's it's a living area. It's no longer a place where just the car is parked. But you know what? I cannot answer your question specifically about epoxies because I don't know enough about it. But I'm smart enough to go to my website, askthecontractors.com, and ask Lynn Baker to join us, who is the owner of All Star Garage. Lynn, are you with us today? I certainly am. Enjoy being here. Thanks. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on again, everyone. I'm talking to Lynn Baker, owner of All Star Garage. I got to tell you, am I right about this, about the garages becoming a part of the house?
2: You know, it's a funny thing, but there's a disconnect between the garage and the house because there's no floor covering. Everyone that does epoxy floors does them in every future house because it makes the garage part of the house. And it's just a floor covering, but it's amazing the dramatic difference it makes.
0: You know, years ago, it was like you paint your garage floor, and that's about the extent of your garage floor. That was the upgrade. It's not that way anymore. You have epoxies that you go out there, and it looks like, I mean, it's a finished floor. It looks like something that belongs in the house, not in the garage.
2: That's true. And and honestly, the the biggest difference is when you painted the floors and they got wet, you slipped and you fell because you've got an ice skating rink. The epoxies with the chip gives you texture and traction, and that's one of the things that makes epoxy so attractive for being in the garage. Not only that it's attractive but it's a much safer option.
0: Yeah I, 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 I totally agree with you because if you're out there and you're and you're out in the garage, maybe maybe you do turn it into a, a shop like Kenny is going to do in Vacaville. You want to make sure that you're on a safe surface and doing uh, doing your man cave type stuff, correct? Absolutely. And it's not like the old days where it's just one color. You, you have a variety of colors that you can, put, uh, you can put on your floor to make that look just so beautiful.
2: Oh, they have everything from simple to complicated to even multi-gem that throws sparkles off the floor.
0: And, and you know another thing, um, uh, Lynn, that people have a misconception. They think it's really expensive to do this. What's the cost for a two-car, let's use a two-car standard 16 feet wide by 20 foot deep. What are we looking at uh, for your average epoxy to put on and make that garage floor look brand new?
2: Well, I, I think your average floor is a little bit bigger. Normally, you're 20 by 20, and, and round numbers are a lot easier for me. Sure. okay. you 20 by 20, 400 square feet, 425 a square foot, $1,700 delivered, installed, you're done. Fair price for the way it's done.
0: And, and how long does it take?
2: You know, 10 years ago, it would take me a week to do a floor. Now it's one day to do the floor. Do it on Monday, walk on it Tuesday, park on it on Wednesday.
0: Hey, I want to talk to you ladies out there. If your husband is dreaming about about putting a man cave in, just send him on a, a honeydude list for a Saturday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whenever day that you can schedule Lynn to come out and do your floor. And when he comes back, he's going to get blown away because you're right. It, I, I've heard too, uh, Lynn, that it only takes one day to uh, to do this.
2: Yeah, that's that's it. And the biggest difference was years, we used, years ago we used to acid etch it. Now we grind it so you're not introducing water or moisture. So not only is it a faster process, it lasts longer and it holds up much better than it used to.
0: So let's ask uh, or let's answer Kenny's question. Uh, What type of epoxy floor would be recommended for something? Again, he wants to use it as a man cave, but he's going to be doing some pretty heavy lifting on that floor in remodeling his car. So what uh, what can he expect to put on that floor?
2: you know floors are pretty resistant you know they put them in uh, restaurants and and uh commercial buildings now so they're pretty pretty receptive to all that kind of stuff
0: so so he really not a big worry on having to do something other than just a normal epoxy floor should probably uh satisfy the situation
2: absolutely and yeah.
0: th- and these also come in different colors you're not not stuck with some gray color battleship gray i remember that uh, used to be a popular a popular color to put on your garage floor and your front porch at the same time. It's no longer that way, correct?
2: No, but I can get you a tuxedo that's pretty close to that, black, gray, and white, if that's (laughs) what
0: your fancy is. I love that. So, Lynn, and again, folks, we're talking to Lynn Baker, owner of All Star Garage. And the website, by the way, is on our website, askthecontractors.com. You folks out there, if you're listening to the show right now, go to askthecontractors.com. We have Lynn Baker owner of All-Star Garage, on our website. We want you to visit. You're just not into epoxy floors. You're into cabinetry for the garage. You're into storage units for the garage. It's a, it's a lot more than just a, a garage where you park your car. What else do you have for our listeners that want to update their garage?
2: Well, you know, for us, it's it's the overhead storage racks, it's the cabinets, and it's a, a, the floor.
0: That looks beautiful.
2: Well, it's like hiring a carpenter to, you know, remodel your bathroom and changing the toilet. You can't do the part of it. You have to do the whole thing. So we want to go start to finish on the garage. And there are a lot of times we do phase one, phase two, phase three. We'll do the racks, three months later the cabinets, six months later the floor. We want to work with you. We just want to have a complete package so you're spending your money wisely and get everything that you need done, be it racks or cabinets or floors.
0: So what I'm hearing from you, uh, Lynn Baker, is your budget conscientious in talking to your clients who want to upgrade their garage?
2: Absolutely. I think everybody works really hard for their money, and we have to figure out what we can get bang for the buck. But really what we need to find out is what the client's needs are. You need a balance between racks and cabinets. Some need more of one or the other. The idea is to figure out what the client really needs and help them along in that direction.
0: That, that is wonderful. Hey, I, I'm going to be a contractor now. I'm going to put my contractor hat on because I'm going to tell my listeners what I don't want them to do. I do not want my listeners to go put a piece of carpet in their garage I do not want my clients to start putting down hardwood flooring in their garage. And Lynn, I, I, I think you're going to agree with me on this. Garages normally do not have a vapor barrier underneath the concrete. And when you start putting carpet down, I'll use carpet as an example, That is a sure way in six months to get moisture built up underneath that carpet and have mold and ugly things that you don't want to breathe or have in your home or have in your lungs for crying out loud. So epoxy has got to be a more sane way of remodeling your garage without having a health uh, hazards of uh, doing what I just explained.
2: I'm kind of chuckling as you're giving the example because I can envision everything you're saying. And and you're right. Carpet is designed for your home. Epoxy is designed for your garage floors. That's the application you want to use it in. That's the best way to go.
0: Yeah, and I want to explain the the, uh, vapor barrier a little bit more to our listeners. Garages are just four inches of concrete. That's it. And underneath that is dirt and gravel. And a, a moisture barrier... Moisture barriers were usually not put in. Some of the newer homes might have them, but older homes do not. And a moisture barrier is a fancy way of saying a very thick piece of visqueen is underneath the concrete with some gravel on it and then your concrete. But homes were not built that way. So if you have an older home, and I'm talking a home maybe 10 years or older, you do not want to put carpet down or or in a linoleum or any of that type of stuff. This epoxy that you're talking about is actually designed for this situation, correct? Yeah. Well, that, that is great. I'm going to tell everyone again, go to my website, askthecontractors.com. I want uh, want you to call Lynn Baker, owner of All Star Garage. He's the guy to talk to. He's who I trust. He's he's who we trust here at askthecontractors.com. Go to the website, give Lynn a call. He's going to come out. Are your estimates free, Lynn?
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh, then I want you to go to my website, look them up. I'm looking at the website now. It's absolutely awesome. Lynn, thanks so much for joining us. Give Lynn Baker a call, All Star Garage. Use our trusted home improvement pros that we endorse by searching the directory of contractors. If you need help with your next project, this is the place to go. I want to talk a little bit in this segment about what happens when your home burns. If in fact it does, let's hope it doesn't. Let's pray that you never have a home fire. Uh, being a contractor for as many years as I've been a contractor, I've uh, I've seen a lot of devastation in uh, not just water damage, but um, but fire damage. It is devastating to see a home get destroyed to any extent Uh, because even if it's a limited fire, your home was full of smoke, uh, things are damaged. I'll tell you a couple of stories of some of the fire damaged properties that we've worked on. One was a few years ago. I do not specialize in fire damage, but being a contractor, I've had to deal with it several times in my career because they were repeat clients that wanted me to come back and rebuild their home uh, that was damaged for whatever reason. Again, first of all, you you have to be very sensitive because of the fact someone just lost their home. Uh, it's, this is not a fun project. This is not a project that is your kitchen remodel and we're going to pick out tile and flooring and cabinetry and countertops and this is going to be great and it's going to look so beautiful. No, you just lost your home. You just lost your belongings. You just had smoke to fill your closet. Your clothes are just devastated and you, you pretty much have what's on your back. Here's what you do. First of all, you call your insurance company. You get your agent out there as quickly as possible. Because that's going to start the ball rolling on getting money generated to, first of all, find housing for yourself and your family, and then start the process of finding a contractor. Usually, uh, there are contractors uh, with a good insurance company that they recommend that specialize in fire restoration it's called because think about it folks you not only have fire damage you have major water damage something had to put that fire out and it was big hoses off a fire truck that just covered that house so you have a double whammy there and and once you find a contractor that you feel comfortable with and and I want to tell you this don't feel obligated to the first person that knocks on your door, Let's wait, you don't have a door to knock on, but whoever calls you first, you just don't want to go with that first person. You want to take the time. Do not feel rushed just because it's an emergency and your house is down. Don't have anyone push you into, oh, we got to rebuild right now, right now, right now. No, first of all, you have to go in and you have to start the restoration project by taking care of the toxics that are in your home. Think about it. If your home's an older home, you have asbestos. You have to remove that in a proper sense by people who know how to do it. How about what's in your garage? Think about all the toxics that are in your garage. Paint thinner, paint, uh, just things that have things that have uh, been on your shelves for years possibly that that are toxic. And those have been burned. You don't want to touch any of those uh, toxic chemicals or the cleanup uh, you want to stay as far away from that as possible because you you want to you don't want to get hurt, uh, harmed you don't want to get hurt so you want to bring a company in that that specializes in cleaning the mess up and then once you have the mess cleaned up and you you're ready to rebuild then you're going to go through the permit process and then start the process of rebuilding your home and your insurance company is just so important and, and another thing important is don't ever think that it can't happen to you. Have your precious items that you wish to never lose like pictures and deeds and, and and important things from your kids growing up and locks of hair and all those special things from a family that you don't want to lose. Make sure they're properly put away in a fire contained area. Uh, you, you want to make sure you don't lose any of those precious memories. Uh, it, it could be devastating the fire could be incidental it could be losing all those valuable memories that could be just long-term devastation to to a family so hey if your home has been burned if you're listening to us and you're up in the in the reading area or santa Rosa area tell us what your protocol was I want to hear from you. Uh, I want to hear how you put your family back together, how you put your home back together, or maybe your home isn't back together yet and and it's taking more time than you thought. Help our listeners figure this out on what to expect if something devastating like that happens to them and God forbid I hope it never does uh, because again w- what I've seen in the past it's it's a double whammy you lose your home and and then you you lose a lot of your valuable precious memories and then you have to rebuild again and it's it's not always pretty so you are listening to askthecontractors.com your local source for home improvement projects thank you so much for listening to us Let's talk a minute about authority, heating, and air. These days have been hot, folks. I mean, hot and mooky. And those wildfires, we got all that crud in the air. I mean, it's just bad out there. Take care of your HVAC system. You want to call authority, heating, and air. Remember, they have 5% off on a full system replacement and their $49 summer tune-up. Folks, I had it done last week on my house. I had the $49 tune-up. On one of my units, I have two units split. One part uh, of the house for the uh, for the living area, the other part for the uh, sleeping area. One of them was giving me a bad time. It just wasn't clicking on the way I thought it should. I had 40 heating and air out, 49 bucks. They went through my system. They were there on time. In fact, they got there before the appointment. I pulled up in my driveway to meet them, and they're shooting hoops at my uh, on my uh, basketball court in front of the house. I showed up. They showed up. They took care of it, gave them $49, my system works great, and said, Todd, you're good to go. We'll see you when you want another tune-up. These are the people you you can trust. Honest to goodness, you can trust. I want you to give them a call at 916-474-9916, that's 916-474-9916, and ask for the $49 tune-up special that you heard right here on askthecontractors.com. And by the way, these are one of my subcontractors for my remodeling projects. Again, as a reminder, I'm a contractor. I need these people on my jobs. These are the people that I call. These are the people that I trust. Todd Bird, my trusted pros. Search our directory. If you have no way to write this down right now, go to askthecontractors.com look at the directory. It's going to give you all the information right there. It's Todd's Trusted Pros. These are people that I, I trust and love. These guys are on my job sites and I can't make a decent living without them. They really make me look good. So, hey, I want to talk a little bit about some surprising home improvements that'll get you the most bang for your buck when you sell. What's uh, What's the number one How about a wine cabinet? How about a little wine refrigerator? They go underneath your countertops. They can go in your pantry. They can go in a closet. As long as you have a 110 outlet, these things work great. And you have a nice little wine collection. They look good when they're exposed. They can cost as little as $150. In fact, I'll give you an example. Owners who had wine fridges... In their listings, sold their home for 22% more than similar listings of value. How about a steam shower? Having a glass-enclosed steam shower is like adding a wellness spa to your home. And by the way, my good friends over at Reeves Construction have done these. These these are really, really becoming popular. Steam, they get all that crud out of your body, especially walking around with all these wildfires. You got just you just feel like, look, at the end of the day, a nice steam shower feels really good. Homes advertising steam showers, ready for this, sold 29% more than listings that did not mention one. And here's one that does not surprise me. Everyone loves pizza. Come on. Everyone loves pizza. Pizza ovens are easier and less expensive to install outside. That makes sense. In fact, you want to call black diamond, pavers, stones, and landscaping. They they actually do this. Homes with pizza ovens receive 26% more for their house. That's very interesting. How about professional kitchen appliances? I'm going to tell you, there is nothing better than to have a Wolf or a Viking or one of these top-end ranges, stoves. These things are awesome. They cook so professionally, and they look good in your kitchen. Professional appliances rates this one of the highest buyer desires in buying a home. 29% higher sale price over similar listings that did not mention them. So that's pretty impressive. How about heated floors? Buyers are paying 24% more over the home's expected value for heated floors. Get up and keep your little little feet warm there uh, with your fluffy socks and walking around the house. Have a nice warm feet. That's always good. Solar panels. Homes advertising solar panels profited an average of 21%. Above the expected home values. And of course, River City Solar is who you want to talk to about that. Uh, right now in California, solar panels are going to be required coming up here in the next two years. You are not going to be able to buy a new home without solar panels on it. So, to buy a home that already has a solar system is probably going to be to your benefit. Uh, just to break it down here, what can you expect to pay for these, uh, for these projects? A steam shower is going to range from anywhere from 2,500 to 10,000 professional appliances are going to be 1,500 to 5,000 per appliance. A pizza oven is going to be 500 to 4,000, uh, heated floors going to be $5 to $10 a square foot, not including the flooring. I'm talking just put the system in, uh, for the heated, uh, floors, Wine refrigerators, like I said, 150 to 2,000 dollars. That's about about what you expect for a uh, a good wine refrigerator. And solar panels, 11,000 to 15,000. These are great home improvement projects. You know what? If you need any of these projects done, go to AskTheContractors.com. These are the people that you can trust on making your home more valuable, more comfortable and you'd love the place you live in. So why not do these type of projects and make yourself more comfortable? Would you like to be a featured contractor on Ask the Contractors radio show and website? There are many benefits to becoming one of Todd's trusted pros. Who's Todd? That's me. You're listening to me right now. Go to askthecontractors.com in the upper right-hand corner, click Sponsor slash advertise. Fill out the form. We're going to get back to you. You can cut the mustard. You could be on the website. You could be on this show. We could be talking about you. If you have a business, we could be talking about you right now. That is the best way for reputable contractors to connect with me and be profiled on this show. Thanks for listening to us today. Thank you so very much for being there for us. I'm Todd Bird. I will see you next week right here, askthecontractors.com. Hi, Todd Bird here from askthecontractors.com. Was this past winter tough on your house? I want to tell you about Reeves Construction, who is one of our trusted pros. If you need siding, fresh paint, or dry rot repair, Reeves Construction can get your house looking like new. Call them today for your free consultation. Get the right person to do the right job. Reeves Construction. 916 That's 916 Nine one six two seven six seven nine zero seven. 916